Well, good morning, little brother. It's Early Break with Sip and Jay. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Weekday mornings from 6 to 8 on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We have a lot to get to in spring football talk. We'll do that here in a second with Husker Online's Sean Kellen. But, Sean, before we get to that, Sip was showing me a video during the break of Chucky Hepburn hitting a bank shot three for Wisconsin to beat Purdue and win the conference. Nebraska's won two straight games and hoops on the road against Penn State and Ohio State. Start with Nebraska, Sean. What the heck has gotten into this team? Fred Hoiberg gets a second life Wednesday night, a week ago today. They, they push Iowa to the brink, lose by 10. They blast Penn State. They beat Ohio State. What Where did this come from the last three games, Sean? I, mean, I feel like we've gone back in a time machine. And, you know, when Nebraska played out at NC State, you know, and in that ACC challenge game, yeah, it kind of looked like, all right, this team's going to be pretty good and, and put up points, fight. And they should have won an NC State game. They got screwed on, on the no call at the end when – um, Teddy Valentine didn't call the foul on Verge going to the hoop. That would have won the game with two free throw attempts. All it was one. We hadn't seen that team really the rest of the year, and and that was that team. Uh, you know, Verge played like a point guard, distributes the ball. They're getting rebounds. Wiltshire's hitting shots like um, like we thought he hit shots, and, and Bryce looked like a, a first round pick. I mean, when, when, and then Trey. I mean, I think having Trey back with his defense. And, you know, get, the way he just kind of got in the head of the really good Ohio State guard. Yeah, Branham. Um, with, Branham. Uh, with the way he plays. I mean, he they were frustrated. Trey was frustrating that Ohio State team. You could see that. Um, <laughs> the Ohio, uh, one of my friends who's an Ohio State fan sent me a text. He's like, that was a dirty knee to the head. I'm like, no, it wasn't. It was a guy diving for a loose ball on the ground, you know. And uh, that Trey brings a little bit of attitude that we just hadn't seen with this team uh, when he was injured. All right, Sean, let's let's just do a hard transition to Nebraska football. You know, they had they just had an incredible they an incredible setup the other day where, where you talked to all the assistants, you could talk to all the assistants. Um Scott was available, players were available. I don't want to do this thing where I just say what's your biggest takeaway? Um was it <laughs> it's like, oh, let's can the USDP, if we take all the rest of the hours here, we'll <laughs> yeah, it, here. the whole hour, a lot I mean, of things to take narrow away. It down, I'm going to narrow it down a little bit. What did you have? Did you come away with any better grasp of what they're going to try to do offensively? First of all, can you? I mean, February 28th, I mean, it felt like we were like days from going to Ireland. I mean, I couldn't believe just. You know the setup, but the, the number of people that were there, there was an incredible <laughs> amount of media people. Sean, like, it was about eighty plus. Whoa, it was. Yeah, I mean, it was I, eighty plus. I was just sit, taking like a few steps back, and I'm thinking, like, if you showed up here from like Clemson, South Carolina, or Tallahassee, Florida, and you walked in here in February 28th, oh, Nebraska's man. coming off a three nine season. <laughs> you see, hey, you Sean, think that Nebraska's going to the sugar bowl? Sean, <laughs> Sean, let's just call it what it is. They'd say these people are out of their minds. That's that's what they'd say. These people want it bad. Yeah, yeah, that's a nice way but, to put it. Um, well, I mean, a lot a lot of businesses in the economy here really want this bad. It's no joke. I mean, right. we all know it. Uh, yeah. We all work around it every day and understand it. But um, what I'll say is, yeah, just a whole different flavor. I, I think the level of personality on that offensive staff now, it's night and day different. And, 
you know, just the level of confidence and swagger Whipple kind of brings with his, um, you know, just being so comfortable the way he, you know, and um, when he gets done, he goes, hey, and by the way, guys, I'm also in charge of the weather for the next few days. I mean, he just, he just kind of has <laughs> a charm to him and approach to him yeah. that you know, they just didn't have there previously in that role. Yeah, he see he de- definitely does seem confident. Does Whipple? Um, what? 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 I mean, what? How would you characterize the way M- Mickey Joseph has has arrived on the scene? How would you characterize it, Sean? You know, I, I always knew he was accomplished at LSU, but getting the chance to be around Mickey, speaking at an event with him, and getting to know him a little bit—I mean. He's overmet. I mean, I, I had high expectations, but he's probably overmet him early on. Just with the players he's been able to help get here, um, and, and just once again the personality he's brought to that room. Um, you know, with with the way he is. I mean, he strikes me as a guy, and I didn't know this because I never had been around Mickey. I was, I think, seven or eight years old when he was playing quarterback. <laughs> I went to a game or two when he played, um, but I had never obviously gotten to know Mickey. And, he strikes me as a guy that could be a head coach. I mean, he really has just kind of a, a persona around him um, and a confidence, and I, I think that's going to be good for that room um, with those guys. And I think bringing in Trey Palmer, um, you know, has added a lot of confidence and just a different personality to that room. So, yeah, there's a, there's definitely a, um, a lot that Mickey's brought to the table, and um, it. You know, it's an upgrade. And I remember in 2019, his name was brought up as a guy back then before Matt Lubick came on staff. Yeah. Uh, but at that time, Frost needed a coordinator. Um, so he wanted Lubick to be his, um, you know, kind of a co-coordinator with himself. And now that the setup's obviously much different with Mickey and associate head coach role and uh, wide receivers coach. Joined by Sean Callahan. Sean, Mark Whipple likes to identify a key player to get the ball to a lot. Last year was Jordan Addison at Pitt, one of the best receivers in the country, up for the Blitnikoff Award. Uh, at this point, if you had to identify one guy you think maybe could be the, the you know the, the target main target for the offense, is there an obvious guy right now, or are you curious about where that might go if, if that's still a way they want to approach um, getting guys the ball? Gosh, it's it's really tough to say. Um, I think there's a lot of options. Um, I don't know if we know who the running back is. I think we know Volkolek and Fedoni are the two tight ends, and Hickman's going to play a lot, in my opinion, this year, too. Um, but when you start to look at the receiver room, uh, Trey Palmer, I think Alante Brown's like the real wild card that's emerged um, this this spring that's played a little in his career. But I think he's a guy that could step forward. And then Isaiah Garcia-Castaneda, I really think he's going to um, surprise people. And you got Watson Betts. I mean, I, I think there's so many ways that could go. I'm sure I just left somebody out there. But they've got four or five pretty good receiver options. Um, you know, and that, that could, that could be, the, I don't know if they have a Bolitnikov winner, you know, I, I, a guy like that, uh, who's the best yeah, receiver going ourselves. into the draft next year, but I think they've got four or five, the guys that can play there. Okay. Sean, I don't know. You weren't in on the Mickey discussion. Um, Mickey Joseph, one of the most interesting things I heard on Monday was that they got, they have Omar Manning in the slot, um, Trey Palmer, Omar Manning, Brody Belt, Isaiah Garcia Castaneda. What do you? What's that picture like? What What do you think of Omar Manning at six four two twenty in the slot? Um, I, I just think of matchups. I think of them trying to find ways to get matchups where it's kind of like trying to get a center matched up on a point guard. You know, if 
if you're going to have him matched up on a smaller nickel corner or somebody like that, um, yep. he's going to be able to win those inside release battles and get open and get yards. I mean, yeah, I think his ability, but you know, they're, they're challenging Omar too. I think they're really trying to get him going. And that's what I like about Mickey. You think if you think if Omar Manning is going to take a day off or kind of, you know, his first couple of years, there were some roller coasters of him not practicing and, and things happening behind the scenes that we don't really know about. Mickey, Mickey's going to say, Omar, what the hell are you doing, man? Get going. You know, like, He's just going to, I think he's going to really get a lot out of Omar, just the way he can push Omar um, out there as a receiver. All right. Here's the other question, Sean. Do we got a second? Do you got a second? Oh, yeah. I'm good today, guys. Don't worry about it. All right. All right. All right. We're going to keep you for a while. Now, Sean, I'm going to tell you now, I talked to to a lot of people. I was talking to some guys yesterday, and they all want to talk about this football stuff. And the the, the question on on everybody's mind, Sean, do they got enough beef over there? Do they have enough up front on offense and on that defensive line? And start with the defensive line. Is there enough over there up front, Sean? I'm not as worried about the O-line yet. It's too early. But, yeah, the D-line does worry me. Like, it really does. Yeah. Because you're banking on Casey Rogers, who's been injury-prone the last year, to come back. He's hurt again. Right. Um, You know, Ty Robinson has potential. um, But he's still, you know – you know, he's a sophomore, but he's a fourth-year sophomore, but he hasn't had a dominating wire-to-wire season, and that's that's your best guy right now. Right. And then then you've got uh, – they really think Nash Hopmacher is going to make a jump. Um, but then when you get past those three – Then what? You're, you're looking at, like, Colton Feast. <laughs> you know, it, yeah. it, it, it drops off in terms of experience and scholarship guys. Marquise Black, it, Raquan and, Buckley. And I, I, I asked Dawson, I go – you know, who really need, like, who, you know, who do you see coming out of this um, that you need to have a big spring? Because you got Marquise Black, you got Musai Newsome, uh, Ruquan Buckley, Jalen Weaver. They need at least one or two of those guys to come out of there, too. But, guys, they're going to get a transfer. I mean, they, they have okay. to find okay. probably one more body on there. Um, you know, and, and, and that's why the, the Miami guy they lost out on that went to Arizona State, that was kind of a big blow because. He had played 450 snaps each of the last two years for the Hurricanes and would have given them um, um, uh, another body in there. Estevada was his last name. Um, So hopefully they can get one more body in there. But, yeah, I do think they're really light. I also think, Sip, the scheme is different. I I don't – you know, they might only have two of those guys on the field a lot of times of of the names you've mentioned. Right. Because they can play those outside linebackers as defensive ends. Yeah, they're going to have to. Um, you know, you look at those guys, that's what they are. And I still don't quite understand why Flutterius Payne left. I really think he was going to give them 20, 30 good snaps a game. And it, him him leaving last week was kind of a head-scratcher for me. Sean, I find it funny that uh, one of the things people have glommed onto from from Monday was it was Bill Bush. The fact he's just speaking all these good things about special teams. People think, wow, this guy is going to fix special teams. Where has this been for years? I mean, do you... How how low is the bar for Bill Bush to make that just improved in in general that you um, special teams can look a lot better when you have a punter and a kicker. Yeah. And I think Bill has went out and done that. Um, we know Brian Buschini's proven he's an All American. He was punter of the year at his level. He kicked in Montana outdoors, so you know he's dealt with elements. Um, so he shored that up. Uh, guys, they lost a couple of games just on punts alone last year. Um, so that that should go a long way, and then Timmy Bleakrod, if he can, 
you know, they're not asking Timmy Bleakrod to make 55-yard field goals. If he can just make the 42 on ends, mm-hmm. that's going to give them a lot more uh, to work mm-hmm. with. But Bush really wants this. I mean, I, you know, he's so passionate about Nebraska. He's from Pender, Nebraska. Um, there's been very few people that have worked now for, what, three Nebraska head coaches. He, he's worked for Osborne, Bill Callahan, and now Scott Frost. I mean, he, he's got – a unique feel for this place, how to get it done here. He's got a unique feel for the type of roster Nebraska has, and he's going to build good special teams units, and he wants this. It's really important to him, and I think that's going to that's gonna make a difference too. Yes. Sean, always great stuff. Great Thanks stuff. for the time. We will chat with you again next week. All right, guys. Thank you. Good, good job. Oscar Online, Sean Callahan. Can I express some concern about the defensive line? And there's no doubt that that's something we have to talk about. Um, offensive line too, but I, they, I think they have more to work with on the offensive line. But that defensive line, you got to watch that close. That's a, that's a situation to watch closely. And we will. Okay, we'll Jim. do that. Song of the day and the mailbag is up next on early break from the ticket.